we wanted to hop on and do a live reaction to the 60 Minutes episode where Michael Lewis talks about the his accounts with SBF. Um, I don't know wh how much of Michael Lewis's books you guys have read personally. I've read a few of them. I think he's a really good um, fictional, nonfiction author. Um, I'm starting to question the accuracy of a lot of his stories, especially in light of the news from his book, The Blind Side, you know, that everybody's favorite uh, heart, uh, heart, uh, what do you call it? I don't heartwarming know. Heartwarming tale of heart, the heartwarming tale of the, the of the offensive lineman, offensive yeah. lineman who yeah. got brought in by the, the family. So apparently um, that story is, uh, is it, there's holes in that story. And uh, the, the offensive lineman, Michael Orr, he's basically, unadopted himself from that family because of what he what perceived he was used for or whatever um and then michael lewis has gone on to say recently oh well he was an nfl football player you know cte and stuff those guys have and i'm like man like that's just not cool why would you i just don't like when people assume they know all of the things to the situation but that whole story definitely got made for hollywood and People got a lot of credit for it, and Michael Orr didn't really get a dime from any of it, from what I understand is the scrutiny. But no. um, bygones be bygones. This isn't about that. But just to kind of preface what we're, what what's been going on with Michael Lewis lately. So a um, little quick quick background of who Michael Lewis is. Um, he he's a he's an author. He's been um, mostly a financial journalist and uh he's his his big break was the big short and uh then went on to make movies like Moneyball with Brad Pitt the blind side obviously with Sandra Bullock so this guy clearly he's writing books now for um to make movies uh and this is probably similar in relationship to that, respectively. He wants to make a movie out of the life of Sam Bankman-Fried. That's honestly what what this is about. Um, and so, just to you know, just to preface for anybody who's not as familiar with Michael Lewis, but that's honest. That's my honest opinion: is that he's trying to claim to be a nonfiction author by creating cool fictional stories and twists and turns that um, that people might like. So. This, this this is his catalog. Um, I'll say Boomerang was probably one of my favorite books of his uh, that I've read uh, personally. I think the way he wrote it, I thought was really good. But lately, he's just been weird. Like coming out of COVID, it's just been just people just have been different in general. But um, yeah, so Going Infinite—that's the book that came out Tuesday. Ironically, it came out the same day that sbf's court date was people say coincidence i say bs um so that's you know that we're gonna we're gonna do a live reaction to his 60 minutes here and uh yeah you guys tell me when you want to when you want to pause or have a have a deeper conversation or maybe turn the volume down but we're just gonna get into it okay let's jump into it all right roll all right. it as you're pulling it up, yeah, I I think I saw a, something that was 26 minutes, so maybe it is 40 minutes, and I I just missed whatever I was watching. I missed. Well, the first I'm like the audience; minutes. I'm watching it for the first time, so this is my pure, <laughs> unadulterated. Well, I've seen some stuff on the Twitter timeline, so I can't say I have. No I couldn't tell whether we were going to talk about it or live react to it, so I was like, I got to watch this. So I, I watched half of it, I but can't. I also watched half of the 26 one, not the 40 minute one. Did so. you guys hear it? Okay. No, I can't see it right now. Can't see or hear it. Oops. There we go. Now can you guys see it? Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. My bad. There. Sorry about that. Here we go. Random acts of violence. Whoops. But they're not random. Continues next on CBS. Oh, I must have seen the clip. That was anyway. Michael Lewis has made a literary career finding jump off the page characters and using them to help tell complicated stories. And what could be more complicated than explaining cryptocurrency? Lewis gained all hours access to Sam Bankman Free. All hours. Time as the JP Morgan of crypto. His sector as. You think he went to the house in the Bahamas? 
the thirty yeah, million no, dollar house. He did. Did he yep. really turn thirty? About an that. unlikely celebrity, his life braided fine. He was connected with Sam before the whole fallout. So then the empire crumbled. Yes, he was. This boy started before on various federal charges and faces potential sentences of more than a hundred years. Lewis, though, didn't panic sell. He simply went where the story took him. Ha, His panic sell. going infinite comes Boom. out Tuesday, which is also the opening day in the trial of Sam Bankman-Fried. You had so much access to Sam Bankman-Fried writing this book. What ultimately is, is the purpose here? I realized I, I had an ambition for the book. I saw it as a kind of letter to the jury. I mean, there's going to be this trial, and the lawyers are going to tell two stories. And so there's a story war going on in the courtroom. And I think neither one of those stories. Is I think it's clear it's a pop piece. I think everybody <laughs> knows it's a pop piece. It's a two autumns ago. Well, I mean, think what if it felt like halfway through and he was writing this piece before, you know, SPF got outed as like the villain. And now he's like, oh, I got to do something with all this. So it was Lewis brought Sam Bankman-Fried here in the Berkeley Hills for a hike in the park. You got to remember, I knew nothing about him. I, all I knew so was they I first met in 2021. And that all right, when he says he knew nothing earlier, about him, nothing. he was connected to IEX, which FTX bought out. So there's some monetary incentives with his relationship with FTX and SBF. Yeah, there there very well could be some monetary can, things can, to it. So I know you paused yeah. it. Can you just turn the volume down a tiny bit? I hear the video louder than you guys, and I want us to talk over the video. Yeah, yeah sure. Just a second here. Oops, that's too much. Okay, perfect. Yeah, that was the stuff that yeah, Nick Carter was like revealing. Spending so. it on yachts, he was going to spend it to save talk humanity from extinction. Okay, listen, listen so to this. He's going to talk about the. Like, uh, my jaw was on the floor by here. Talking about um, as an author who's who's stock and trade. Effective altruism. Yeah. Zero, yep. Exactly. Yep. Starting to beep about now. I was on red alert, and I said this to him. I said, "I don't know what's going to happen to you. Something's going to happen to you. Can I just come and you know ride shotgun? Now, riding shotgun ended up being." Like hanging on for dear life. Michael Lewis <laughs> wants to write about a book about me. I'm not letting him. <laughs> he says something's about to happen to you. I'm out. These positions. Sam Bankman Free. It depends on what my cut is of his uh over two years speaking for countless hours. As our camera rolled in July, note how Bankman Freed shuffled cards and jackhammered his legs and avoided eye contact. Lewis considers Bankman Freed. What was it? Was it just caffeine or what kind of drugs were they on? Character he's ever Not oh, uh, every type of Adderall ever. Adderall. Oh, Adderall. Yeah, that's right. Adderall. I want to talk about that conversation. Yeah. The story of Sam's life is people like not shame. understanding him. To be fair, a lot of these people are in these so kind of like high so stress, like I mean, I think situations. They're doing that or all. The reason I have such a compelling it's a no, it's I, I, I get it, and I you know, that I maybe he's ADHD, maybe he's prescribed. Right, it's but, super uh, popular in like the streamer culture too. Uh, sorry, some Japanese gen. A graduate of MIT, Bankman Freed saw the world in numbers, framing everything in his life as a probability exercise. MIT, there's the Gensler connection again. Sorry, just had to say it. He committed to making as much money as possible so he could. Bro, was committed to as making as much possible. money as possible. Guided by a social movement, effective all You see the. the, the all right, so the social movement he was guided by was effective altruism. You can go be a doctor in Africa. So I. You can go I'm out curious. And make as much money as possible. Has he done any altruism? Not just That's like obviously a net negative, but like did he actually donate to any good causes, or did he only donate to like politicians and well, you know, like, paid advertising? He, he donated donated to anything and everything that got FTX's name out there. Like they talk about how he was on a call with the person who runs the Met Gala because she wanted to get him to. Sponsor. Yeah, but that's not altruistic. Like, like, did he donate to any charity? Like, I, I, I don't know. I'm just trying to figure this out. I mean, it's just so weird. You guys probably just missed that. But like, okay, so he's got to buy effective altruism. The argument is like, hey, you can be a doctor in Africa, or you can make enough money yeah. to pay for forty doctors. Yeah, it's like, okay, let's be honest. Like, maybe he, maybe he mistaken effective altruism with um, bribery and influence. Correct. What's the difference between crypto finance and traditional finance? But that was my point. I just, I don't know if he like um, promise of an absence bought, uh, paid for any, any doctors in Africa. A bank has to do it. A bank records the transaction. Yeah. Bank takes some little slice of it. 
if I want to wire you $10,000 worth of Bitcoin, I can just hit a button and you get it. So you remove the institutions. Coming out of the 2008 financial crisis, crypto took hold as an anti-establishment punk rock version of a financial system. Punk which rock. Lewis finds ironic. I like that line. In the beginning, especially. I did too, actually. It's a crowd of people who are incredibly mistrustful of institutions. What attracts them to it is they hate the government. They hate banks. But then they somehow, this pool of incredibly mistrustful people, proceed to trust each other in ways that I wouldn't trust you. They're parking their money. Yeah, I appreciated that line for him to recognize that. Property. At least with, with the space, there's so much of that. Over and over. But it's predicated on trust. Like, like, they are that's the whole point. But like, right. that, that, that they're sure that this time Lucy's going to hold it. Like, is he saying everyone's an idiot for putting their money in FTX? Like, yeah. He's saying that people are idiots for trusting random strangers on the internet with their money, which is fair. Hey, I lost 50 bucks in FTX, so I'm one of them. All the crypto exchanges are screwed I didn't hear about it till it was falling. I don't know. I'm just not in tune with but they are the I tried it. I put some money on it and then realized I couldn't get it off without taxing myself. And I was like, nah, customers money. just left my money on. It was like 50 he bucks. Realizes yeah. that if you built a better exchange, he wanted to build an exchange he could trade on. So he creates FTX. And once he created it, it went boom. And when it went boom, he realized that, well, that's the, you know, that's the gold mine. It actually isn't trading the crypto this is owning the casino owning right? the casino he started, his immediate thought was like wow you know, i can now fund 40 doctors and ask more valuable FTX has seen explosive growth soon roughly no I, I think it's a good point the casino one because it's like yeah if effective altruism like is if you're sitting in the middle is a casino a good way to do that like can i say oh i'm earning all this money from a casino to fund doc i don't know you know no risk you're taking no risk yeah. at all. It didn't matter him. I mean, you could say that with the strip club down, too, Matt, though. Yeah, the strip club. Sure, but like any of those, right? Like it's it's one thing if like, you know, hey, I create a pizza empire, you know, and I have stores that sell pizza. And with that money, I do something good with it. Versus like, like he very clearly took, not even casino, he just took people's money. As he began accumulating billions, the epitome of they were robbing, robbing Peter to pay Paul, except he wasn't accustomed to. Peter was broke. The reverse, um, Robin Hood. He robbed from the guys to pay the politicians. He's playing video games on the air. You would think your first television appearance, you might be a little, a little, a little uptight, a little nervous. And you, if you watch the clip, you can see his eyes going back and forth, back and forth. This is because he's trying to win his video game at the same time he's on the air. Whether it was his smart, Chad move, by the way, to appearance, or simply his fast wealth, Sigma, true Sigma. People suddenly found him irresistible. As you remember that Super Bowl? So it was like every commercial was a crypto related one. Zoom meeting you walked in on. He says, "I got to go do a Zoom." I said, crypto "What is it?" Over. And he says. Uh, there's this person named Anna Wintour, and and so this I is the Met Gala thing. You no know idea who she was. No, so I sat off to one side where she couldn't see me, and I watched this Zoom. Now you, your thing. What what is what does Anna Wintour want to do well, with a schlub like Sam? Exactly. He is the worst dressed person in America. <laughs> he is the worst dressed billionaire. Again, true sigma. In the history of billionaires. <laughs> what she wants him to do is to sponsor the Met Gala, her great ball that she throws every year, which is, a, you know, all about dress and appearances. Sam was a social experiment. He is person who has nothing, all of a sudden has a seemingly infinite dollars, will give it away, is unbelievably open-handed about it, and doesn't ask a whole lot of questions. What that all right, let's see. Let's dig into this after the when show, that, maybe. Let's dig into the charity records of FTX. Everyone comes with a trough. Everybody can I, the can I tell you guys everybody something? Go ahead. So, um, I found out about somebody who got money from SBF um, before, he, before this all got out of hand, like four or five years ago. He was handing money to anybody who was in a tech startup who asked for it marketing documents he paid Tom like just Man, if only i asked him 20 hours a year for three years <laughs> he paid steph curry 35 million dollars for same thing for oh this years. is a good pretty good part coming he up. spent a hundred and something million dollars buying the naming rights for the miami heater yeah, that's that age well he spent $25 million making a Super Bowl ad with Larry David. <laughs> FTX is fine. Yeah, I don't think so. For which he then paid Larry David another $10 million. You know, it's breathtaking what's on that list. Oh, this is coming up. The people surrounding him, these celebrities, 
do it because they found him interesting? Or was it all because he's worth 20 something? Effective altruism. It's probably not fair for Meek to speak for them, but I will speak for them. <laughs> Tom Brady, I think, adored him. Wait, I love this clip. A really I love interesting this person. Clip coming up with them. What's up, guys? I'm here with my boy Sam from FTX. And he really liked Tom Brady. <laughs> and Sam wasn't like a big sports person. So it was funny to watch. It's so that. cringe. It reminded me. The first time I ever saw SBF was that Nas Daily. You guys know who he is? Yeah, yeah. I, that was the first time I saw him too, Matt. Oh my gosh. It's hilarious. 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 I had heard of FTX before of SBF, though. So, oh yeah. Because of where I was. So, I just never traded on FTX until, like, after all of humanity all the crap storm started then i got all my money out when i saw things were going south in two things last of all prevention because there really are things the government should be doing and the other thing that made his list that was so interesting was donald trump he took the view that all i heard about this recent problems are going to require the united states he offered to pay like involved to solve oh he's saying it right now he's right here it like we don't have our democracy anymore all these problems are less likely to be solved and he saw trump trying to undermine the democracy and he thought trump is belongs on the list of existential risks why is the to that end lewis writes that in 2022 that's the real effective altruism <laughs> like that's that's definitely what uh well, SBF had in mind cocaine he's gonna have with mitch mcconnell well, the interesting thing starts before we even get on the plane. I meet him at the airport, and he comes tumbling out of a car, and he's in his cargo shorts and his T-shirt, and he's got balled up in his hand. Uh, it takes me a while to see what it is, but it's a blue suit. It's got more wrinkles than any blue suit ever had. It's like it's been – it's just jamming <laughs> the ball. And it reminds me of, like, myself in middle school. Like He's got his arm. <laughs> I say, like, what? why do you have the suit? He says, Mitch McConnell really cares what you wear. And you, you meet with him and he's having dinner in six hours with mitch mcconnell and i, I said well you got the suit is there you got a belt he goes no i don't have a belt i said you got you have a shirt he goes no no shirt and the suit you really can't really wear, wear that suit and he goes yeah but they told me to bring a suit according to lewis <laughs> bankman freed wanted to help mcconnell fund republican candidates at odds with donald love trump. how everybody else's what mask is except this dinner is people pointed out they said oh he funded republicans just like democrats to, uh, so that's why pack that mitch mcconnell is then going to use to that makes sense interesting people yeah, who are definitely funded democracy. Wait, so mitch mcconnell has a list yeah but both sides for the explicit reason of sort of running people that are for democracy versus what he needs outside he and his people had done the work to distinguish between actual deep now they build my faith in democracy the, than to know that billionaires no, are funding candidates that they want you to vote for like multi-millions in support <laughs> of republican candidates yeah this Back has been going on for a while yeah. ranked among joe biden's biggest donor this part scares As me is how much he donated to um to these the guys it's effective way. altruism Brandon. one of the most shocking well but in this book nobody has actually like that sam had looked it, given any money back donald trump not yeah. to run that only shocks you if you don't know sam <laughs> sam's thing yeah we could pay right. donald trump not to run for president like how much would it take <laughs> did he get an answer so he did get an answer he was floated there was a number that was kicking around and the number was kicking around when i was talking to sam about this was five billion dollars sam was not sure that number came directly from trump wait wait so, so sam's looking into paying trump not to run and he actually get didn't might not have come from trump himself but he actually got a price he got one answer yes the question sam had was not just is five billion dollars enough to i would love trump to see somebody ask to trump run, this question but was it legal well why didn't this happen why didn't you follow through well, they were still having these conversations when FTX blew up. So why didn't it happen? He didn't have $5 billion anymore. <laughs> Approached for comment by 60 Minutes, neither former President Trump nor Senator McConnell responded. Last November, in a matter of days, mega-billionaire Sam Bankman-Fried lost virtually everything. And he soon faced an onslaught of federal fraud charges. When we return the fall of Sam Bankman-Fried... All right, I'm going to fast forward, but initial impressions. I really think whatever Michael Lewis's spin on this is, I think is at least, has at least partially to do with the fact that he probably already prepared a lot that was meant to paint Sam looking good. And then when everything fell apart, he had to like recover the stores somehow. 
Yeah. No. I think um, that's a fair point. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It, he had to justify why he spent so much time with him for whatever reason. So. Yeah. But that's like because everybody in their brother was rubbing shoulders with him during that time. Like, yeah. Michael Lewis is no different. He was he was eating and drinking from the same trough as these celebrities. So, and like, it, how much did Michael trying, Lewis get paid by SBF? Right. That's honestly who knows. Here, at this, this is point. it. I, I you just have to. Um, maybe you need a little bit of background as an author. But I gotta I gotta start reaching out to celebrities and say, Hey, I'm I'm writing a book about you. Can I follow you around? Right. And go to your million dollar uh, uh, There's no thing place like and leaves it in the Bahamas. You know? Yeah. yeah. True. <laughs> Meteoric as the rise of Sam Bankman Freed was, the fall came faster still. In a span of days, a celebrity multi billionaire became a pariah. His wealth largely evaporated as federal prosecutors mounted a case against him. In his new book out this week, Michael Lewis details the crash and leaves it to readers to decide if Sam Bankman-Fried was a cryptocurrency conman in cargo shorts or a really smart guy singularly ill-equipped to run and manage a business. No, both answers are wrong. By spring yeah. of 2022, Sam Bankman-Fried had planted his... Wait, both answers are right. He's a conman, and I think he doesn't know how to run a business. Exchange, yes, FTX, that's fair. The Not yeah. for the beaches, but for the friendly regulatory climate. With the Prime Minister on hand, they put shovels in the ground for a new headquarters. <laughs> Bankman Freed openly discussed paying off the country's $9 billion national debt. Jeez. By this point, Michael Lewis He's and Bankman pay Freed Trump had a five billion and then pay subject. $9 billion for, a sounding board. for what? But for I'm like, if I FTX was like, still I running today, Elon Musk and I think he'd whatever. have you know, um, enough to pay off the U.S. Yeah, national like, debt. Mostly my answers were no, no, and no. <laughs> And he would look at me and say, you're a boring grown-up. And Bankman Freed, now 31, told Lewis, now 62, that anyone older than 45 was useless. <laughs> but Lewis noted that if ever there were a corporate leader in need of adult input to manage 400 employees, Ageism it was at its Freed. What kind of a manager was he? Horrible. I mean, even his best friends inside the company said Sam is just not built to manage people. Had Sam managed anything before his sole experience of leadership was running puzzle hunts for math nerds at high school and actually thought deep down if you asked him people shouldn't need to be managed so he proceeded to act on that and basically didn't manage them is there any checks and balances happening in this environment then well what checks and balances would you imagine there might be in a corporation chief financial officer no there's no chief financial officer hr department <laughs> no there was no hr department compliance office no, oh no no there was no board of directors or rather i asked sam i said who's your board of directors and he said we don't really have one i said we don't have one everyone has one. he says there are two other people on something called a board of directors but it's changed, and I don't even know their names. And their job is just to docu-sign with Do you know the name of the board of directors? No, you know who was on it. So he's running this like a lemonade stand, and he's doing enough volume of business. This, this could be a public traded company if you wanted to. Oh, no, if it was a publicly traded company, it would be a publicly traded company worth $40 billion. No, it was all Sam's world. And there was nobody there <laughs> to say, like, don't, don't do that. FTX purchased oh, a $30 million executive penthouse in the Bahamas Resort. As Plus, one does. Exclusive marina. In the Bahamas. Who would? Sam, who would? Who worked feverishly in the office and slept on a beanbag chair. But there was another reason he avoided the Lux penthouse. His girlfriend, Caroline Ellison, a former Wall Street trader herself, <laughs> dun, had dun, kicked dun. him out. Compounding matters, he had put her in charge of running Alameda Research, Bankman Freed's privately held trading firm. So the romance between Sam and Caroline goes sideways. How does that impact what happens to FTX and Alameda Research? Coincidentally, the romance more than goes sideways. They have a falling out where they're basically not speaking to each other. She's not speaking to him uh, at precisely the time crypto collapses. Explain why that's a problem. It's a problem because Alameda Research the breakup that destroyed the, the market. Traders on if FTX. they were still together. Translation, Are they going to blame the whole thing like free as a mistake just FTX because they weren't communicating with each other? He was also trading crypto on FTX through his other business, Alameda Research. And he was gambling in his own casino. Uh, and it, it created 
conflicts of interest. So he owns the casino, but he's still gambling. Yes, he didn't stop gambling. Crypto is destabilized. The value of crypto had been eroding throughout the summer of 2022. Then came a one-two punch, a leak of Alameda's unflattering balance sheet in early November. And days later, Cheng Peng Zhao, head of a rival exchange, took to Twitter to question FTX's viability. This triggered a classic panic run, digital style, on FTX. How fast was money flowing out of FTX? In the run, you know, a billion dollars a day was leaving. A billion dollars a day, this thing's gushing. Yeah, it unravels because the depositors at FTX want their money back, and it's not all there. It wasn't all there in large part because the investors' money intended for FTX had wound up in Bankman Freed's privately held fund, Alameda Research. More than eight billion. That's fair. They are showing his fraudulent stuff. Okay. Customers' money, Sam. Put that way, no. So there's another <gasps> side of this. In the very beginning, if you were a crypto trader, never mind. It's a pop piece. on FTX and wanted to send dollars or yen or euros onto the exchange so you could buy crypto. You, FTX couldn't get bank accounts, so Alameda Research, which could get bank accounts created bank accounts for people to send money into so that it would go to FTX. But it was held in Alameda Research, Alameda Research bank accounts. So I've heard about these bank accounts. There's something really weird about that. Like they were going to some really weird banks for this stuff. It never gets transferred over. It never gets transferred. That sounds like a problem. It's a huge problem. What's the toughest question you think Sam's going to have to answer? How do you not know that $8 billion that's not yours is in your private fund? <laughs> I mean, really, how do you not know? Explain. $8 billion is in your private fund that belongs to other people, and you're saying you didn't know. Please explain how that's possible. Did you do that? Yeah, I did. What did he say? He said you have to understand that when it went in there, it was a rounding error, that I felt like we had infinity dollars in there, that I wasn't even thinking about it. <laughs> I could see people watching this saying, like, come on, guys. This is Elizabeth Holmes in cargo shorts, right. and this is all a ruse. Don't fall for the shtick. This is a bad actor. <laughs> it is a little different supplying you know, phony medical information to people that might kill them. And in this case, what you're doing is possibly losing some money that belonged to crypto speculators in the Bahamas. On the other hand, this is not to excuse. He shouldn't have done that. Early in the morning of November 11th, Sam Bankman-Fried reluctantly docu-signed FTX into bankruptcy. I'm going to have that five one days again, for FTX the to implode. You go back to the Bahamas as Pompeii is falling. What did you see when you landed? I got back the day on the Friday of the collapse. It was the, it was the afternoon that Sam had signed the bankruptcy papers. And by then... Uh, they'd been a mass exodus. Most of the employees had fled and fled in such a way that it, kind of a ridiculous way. They'd taken the company, <laughs> car, company cars and ditched them at the airport with the keys inside. Or they were going to get the hell out. Nobody knew what had happened, but they were just scared <laughs> that they were going to be uh, detained by the local authorities. Oh we drove into the lot, and Sam Bankman Freed is walking loops around the parking lot. He'd been brought over there earlier to be interviewed by Bahamas authorities, and nobody had given him a ride home. And he was just sitting there all alone. How do you divorce Michael Lewis, the empathetic human being, from Michael Lewis, the journalist and author who recognizes what a third act this is? Pretty dramatic, right? If I were a better person, <laughs> I would have been deeply distressed by all of this. It took about a nanosecond before I thought, oh, my God, this is an incredible story. A month later, Bankman Freed was arrested in the Bahamas and extradited to New York to face federal charges that he had fraudulently used customer deposits to finance billions of dollars of venture capital investments, real estate purchases, and political donations. What's your response to someone who hears this and says, it's, it's a fun story and it's crypto in the Bahamas, but this is the oldest architecture of a financial collapse that's been going on for centuries. This isn't a Ponzi scheme. Like when you think of a Ponzi scheme, I don't know, Bernie Madoff. The problem is it's, there's no real business there. The dollar coming in is being used to pay the dollar going out. And in this case, they actually had a, a great real business. If no one had ever this, cast aspersions on the business, so if there hadn't been a misguided. run on customer deposits, they'd still be sitting there making tons of money. 
Inside the Beltway, in the Hollywood Hills, and in sports arenas, suddenly... He's saying if they just operated like a regular it was exchange. Sam Bankman who? They would be making... Yeah. He becomes toxic. But, but no, an exchange doesn't talk to her. operate yeah, on leverage. Like, there's no... Yeah. Like, rush out. There's no fractional reserve exchange. The first reaction was very sad. It was sad. That's where he's wrong, and that's the clip that a lot of people have been pulling out of this, being like, what is he talking about? You know, there is still a Sam Bankman freed shaped hole in the world that now needs filling. Like, no, that character would be very useful. <laughs> what he represented. What he no, we're do good. The resources. And Brady was, I think, crushed. And I think his time has gone oh. by and he ceased to get a really good explanation about what's happened. Um, I think he's just like, he tricked me. I'm angry. I don't want to have anything to do with it anymore. Starting in December, Lewis began driving the 45 miles from Berkeley to Stanford, where Bankman Freed was living with his parents, who have also been ensnared in legal proceedings tied to FTX. Rightfully so. Out on bail, but wearing an ankle monitor, he left the door open for Lewis so they could continue their conversations. We anticipated speaking with Bankman Freed in August, but the judge in his case instituted a gag order and then put him in a Brooklyn jail for violating terms of his release. Bankman Freed has pled not guilty. He genuinely thinks he's innocent. I can tell you his state of mind four or five months ago. It's like, if you offered me plead guilty and do six months of house arrest, I'd still say no. What do you suspect his biggest fear is if he has to go to prison? Not having the internet. <laughs> now that sounds crazy. But I do think that if he had the internet, he I could survive that in jail forever. Without having a constant stream of information to react to, I think he, he may go mad. If you gave Sam Bankman-Fried a choice, this is quite serious, of <laughs> living in a $39 million penthouse in the Bahamas. We need to get, we need to get our, um, our BSV guy on here. The Ours is the fight for silence. In Brooklyn, <laughs> with the internet, there's no question in my mind he'd take the jail. Michael Lewis has never before written something that dovetails so dramatically with a sensationalized news event. Lewis's book, Going Infinite, comes out Tuesday, the same day Sam Bankman-Fried's trial begins. He made a mockery of crypto in the eyes of many. He's sort of taken away the credibility of effective altruism. Mm. How do you see him? Everything you say mm. is just true, and, it's, and it's, it's more interesting than that. Every cause he sought to serve, he damaged. Every cause he sought to fight, he helped. He was a person who set out in life to maximize the consequences <laughs> of his actions, never mind the intent. And he had exactly the opposite effects of the ones he set out to have. So it looks to me like his life is a cruel joke. <laughs> How much is that it? Was that That's it. That's the whole thing? Interesting. Okay. That's the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> what a what an ending to be yeah. fair, was... watching that i don't hate michael lewis so much i think maybe he might be his facts might be bad on some things but it seems to me like he's just totally entertained by the whole situation and i can't say that i wouldn't be either you know no he it's it, if you know I, if you've ever I, read anything of michael lewis like he's a really good writer he's a really good storyteller and he just happened to get a front seat to a very crazy, wacky story that fits his MO. Um, I will say, like, there's a couple of, you know, blanks, you know, the effect of altruism take. And just so you can tell from what side of the aisle these guys are definitely leaning. But I mean, it, yeah. it's big J journalism right there. So, I mean, what, yeah. what were you going to expect? But Well, I think Matt's kind of right. Like effective altruism, like, okay, and the example is funding 40 doctors in Africa. Where are the 40 doctors? Like when, when was that going to make it yeah. into the plan? He didn't fund any doctors. He funded <laughs> politicians. Exactly. He, no. he said, he had, no, yeah. the biggest, the most altruistic thing I can do is protect democracy in America. Like them. Yeah. No. No. I'd rather yeah, see America fall no. and fund forty doctors. I would rather him build a medical school in Africa than yeah. fund freaking politicians. Rhinos, rhino Republicans and Democrats, like just hand in money, hand over fist to the swamp creatures in Washington. Yeah. What was uh um Connor, I just clicked on the Nick Carter tweet link that you're that you're talking yeah, so about let me, let's walk this oh yep, this here you go. Uh, yeah he's talking about 
So, yeah, so this is what I was talking about with Flash Boys before we started recording, being similar um, to with the way um, that whole fiasco was. And then FTX literally, yeah, yep, okay, this is right on par with what I was thinking. Yeah, so Michael Lewis is connected with IEX, and he basically wrote a puff piece previously that people, you know, was more or less panned. Um, for that yeah connection. flash boys yeah what and, is iex what is Sorry, IEX? i don't know i don't yeah. know either to be honest like i've just seen um <laughs> okay yeah so maybe matt uh, or brandon can tell us more because i guess you've seen flash boys or you read it um i have it i haven't read it yet um iex so is uh investors exchange um forwarded to mitigate high frequency trading so um it's kind of it's i think it's built for securities that are or investments that are of higher risk essentially does that make sense um okay but in any case ftx took an interest in it and invested 270 million into that project that Michael Lewis wrote a puff piece about in 2014. They FTX invested it in 2022. So that's the real connection to how Michael Lewis got involved with SBF. Yeah. So well, assuming IEX, that story is yeah. true, it looks it looks kind of like Michael Lewis has a history of using his "I'm a good author," you know, rapport to basically write pieces that uh, benefit things that I guess he's an investor in, or he makes some back end deals on. Mm, I I, I will say though, I like you were saying, Connor, I do. um, I'm a little more sympathetic with him after watching this full clip. I, Mm. from the reactions I had seen on Twitter, it's really, I really thought the whole thing was going to be a puff piece, but um, he, he definitely lays into, you Mm. know, FTX and, and, and SBF's action specifically, not just, you know, well, let's talk I mean, he does, he okay, did he say said, the oh, line yeah. about well, like, oh, if it was still operating, they'd be profitable. But I, I mean, that's, I, I that's what I want to dig into though, because yeah. he's saying, he's saying FBF, SBF's problem is negligence, that it wasn't an intentional thing that was done. He just wasn't aware of the numbers. So that's the, the angle that Michael Lewis is playing. But, no, because he also said, I, see, and this is the thing I like, he pointed out that SBF treated depositor funds like they were his own. Like he was spending from the Alameda bank accounts like they were his. He said no, because he, he said it was. He just, said the eight billion that was in Alameda was a that SBF is, saw it as like a rounding error that it was included in the funds that SBF thought was theirs, and so that was a mistake on SBF's part. Yeah, but you can't That's just how go he seemed around to paint thinking it to like me. you have unlimited money though. You know what yeah, I mean? Well, the book is called I, Infinite he, <laughs> Infinite Bank. It is. It's called Going Infinite. Going um, but infinite. he, no, I, I, I think, no, I, I think maybe I'll have, we'll rewatch the clip, but I, I thought the way he said it made it clear like, um, no, as like SBF opened all these bank accounts to receive customer deposits and then spent them like they were his own. Like, I, I, I thought he made that clear, but yeah, mm-hmm. maybe I missed that. that well, because think about it, though, he was trading. So Alameda was trading with like the money that was supposed to be getting deposited into FTX. And so then all of the yeah. transaction fees that Alameda was acquiring were technically like FTX's own. Like they were racking up debt on top of debt because yeah. they were. Yeah. They were triggering transaction fees on their own transactions, and they didn't even have the money to pay for it because it, was it wasn't even, it, it was, was not yeah. their money. So it's like when you're incurring like it's like you're incurring a bunch of transaction fees without having to actually pay for it, right? But it's like like he said, it was like they owned the casino and they were still gambling. But they were also gambling with money that wasn't theirs. Like you're pointing Correct. out now that they were yeah. you know, essentially borrowing customers' monies to gamble it and then lose it. Yeah. No, well, I let's talk about the business. Sorry, I need to read it. Yeah, I want to hear your point, Connor. Sorry. Well, no, I think uh, I think we made our points there. That? But um, okay. I'm curious. 
I'm curious about the business, Craig, because Michael Lewis says, oh, there is like a profitable business there. You know, there's like a hole that SBF is leaving. Like what, what all right, the contention is that the problem with FTX is that they were gambling with funds that they were having. The secret to the infinite money, right? The uh, going infinite is, is really just that SBF thought he was that good of a trader and could just constantly turn over more money. Yeah, so it yeah. wasn't the business. The business was like a shell for his gambling addiction or whatever. Yeah. Because the uh, exchange. His, his trading. Yeah, because the exchange. Well, okay, trading. so Alameda was a business, but also FTX. Like the exchange itself, FTX, <laughs> could not really go infinite. Like you can't go infinite on just collecting, you know, trading yeah. fees. It's a, it's a much more difficult business, right? So You're right. He thought he was going infinite because he was, it wasn't the fees he was collecting with FTX, but it was the trading he was doing through Alameda. Right. So how did Alameda get its, the, get its the money? Trading was it he was doing through Alameda on FTX as the exchange. Yeah. Right. So how did, but how did Alameda get its money? They got some of the Alameda, money from the people Alameda who were depositing into FTX with those. No, bank but accounts. it was going, but it was going into Alameda. It was going into Alameda. And then Alameda was supposed to be the bank for FTX but Alameda was actually the additional trader on FTX. So everybody's funds would show up on FTX as if it was real, but in reality, Alameda had it all along. Well, and was Alameda I, was like I think Alameda was like a hedge fund or something, right? Like they yes, took the money yep. as an so, investment. They traded it, they invested in things, they got money that way. Alameda, so, Alameda was everything. I, I think, well, no, it had, it had two sides, right? Like you're saying it had, um, from SBF side, he wanted, you know, Alameda was the hedge fund. We're actively trading these funds in here and, and turning a profit. Um, and then, you know, like they explained in the 60 minutes section segment that they, um, it was also supposedly storing, acting as a bank and storing customer funds. And so I, I think, um, the question you're asking, kind of right, is it simply customer deposits that was in there? Um, I think there were also people who invested in FTX. Yes, right? yep. and there were like, like the Kevin O'Leary's several the, rounds yeah, of investing, yeah, yeah, and yep. I think all that money also got funneled into Alameda. Yeah, like I correct. think the eight billion dollars. I don't know if that was simply customer funds or if it's customer funds plus. Look at who he look at who money. look at who would have been a part of that, Matt. That's like all of Shark Tank with like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kevin O'Leary and Mark Cuban, any billionaire that ever had a, took an interest into Sam Bankman-Fried, like you look at what some of the some of the pushback that's that's come out of it. I mean, shoot, like look at who he had in his pocket. He had Tom Brady, Shaquille O'Neal, Steph Curry, Larry David. Like look, you should see, at, you yeah. Shaquille O'Neal has really like done his due diligence in terms of keeping himself far away from whatever he had to do with FTX. Like he won't even mm -hmm. utter the word because he yeah. does not want his image to get tarnished more than Mason, it already Mason, by has. the way, if you're into those conspiracy theories. Oh, free Mason. He's a free Mason. I was going to say, how does he, I was going to say, how does he do it? Right? Like, do I need to mm. now go into my meetings? Like while I'm playing Minecraft on my TV, like, yes. you know, is that, is that the new level of professionalism here? Like I keep diverting my attention. I'm talking about that, Jack and Neil, and yeah. you need to wear, you oh, need to wear to air Jack force, Jack. air force once to the office, Matt. Yeah. I cargo shorts. I've got cargo shorts. I, cargo I shorts. got t-shirts. I just have to, I, the next meeting I'm in, I'm going to, I'm going to yeah. be, like looking like this, you, you know, to wear your cargo shorts. you need a red hot TV. chili peppers graphic t-shirt and um, you need a, you need a pair of way too expensive uh, sneakers. That is the, that is. Oh, the, and I got to live in the Bahamas and be the palest guy you've ever seen. Like <laughs> what's the point of the Bahamas? Get a $30 million, like, well, like that's what he was mansion though. in Alaska. Like you could, you could build a city for $30 million True. out there. Like no, he could have. <laughs> and, and so that was what he was saying though. Michael Lewis was saying like people expected, um, Sam Bankman fried to be the next trillionaire. They were expecting FTX to be the next Google or meta essentially. Um, but really it was all a facade and I'm like, geez, well, like, all right. Yeah, let's Crazy go back to the stuff. facade, though. Like the business that Michael sure, yeah, Lewis yeah, yeah. is claiming is missing now that SBF is gone. What is that business? 
Like, what is I think the it's big... just FTX. I think he's it's just saying an exchange, that though. There's other exchange could have done it. Yeah, I don't know if he just doesn't realize that. Yeah, I, I, I don't even know because that's what he was saying at first, right? That he was he wanted a better exchange that he would trade on. Like, did FTX have different tools? I never used it again, right? I, yeah. I don't know. Well, people well, said it was, was just like, a very exchange. Okay, it had a very nice FTX front end. Had, yeah. Okay, but like that's it, not. Yeah, was it, it different than Binance or Coinbase? Not revolutionary. Like, I, I don't know. It's the story. Yeah, it's the it same story we've seen nice again and end. again. Like with the big shortest, everything. All the the revolutionary business was was a hedge fund that traded on the open market. Like that's the revolution plus an exchange. Like I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think that. Uh, I don't think that's really revelatory. And really, I mean, it's just a story of greed. Like we've seen this. Have you guys ever seen that movie uh, War Dogs? No. Yeah. I've heard I need to watch it. So it's another it's great movie list, but it's kind of like the big short too. It's just, it's just that feeling of like, ah, uh, just a little bit more, you know, I just need to like, we're making so much money. It's like, yeah, but we can just do a little bit more. And SBF's like, that's his effective altruism is he probably did have all these big plans somewhere in the back of his mind, but he just needed a little bit more money to realize it, you know? And by I the heard, end, when everything I, collapses, mm -hmm. I was watching there. a show. I was watching one of those um, Spanish shows on Netflix, one time and if they said a really good line um it translated to english um the th their easy money or money that is uh money that is easy to come by is more addicting than heroin so when you think about it if you're like making money and it's coming in at such a high clip and you don't have checks and balances in place it is you are just like okay how do i go what is my what how do i go just a little bit further here i yeah. can speak i can attest to that i like y'all can't the last bull I, run i, I thought we were all up high yeah. and we all lost big. i was high i was high i had like i had quadruple xed my money on the stock market during 2020 essentially yeah and i pushed I, myself i pushed myself to the limits Mm -hmm. And I lost, I didn't lose everything, but I basically went flat. So I, I, I was thought, in, I like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do anything. And I thought I was flying high and I've just, I didn't have the bandwidth that I'm like, all right, Brandon, you've definitely made well over 15% time to sell. And I'm like, I'm nope, I let's I, do this. I, I was in I was in tokens in 2021 that like went 100x. Yeah. yeah. And then I was like and then and then I took all those profits and put them in other tokens that were at the top and I was like now if these go up another. That's, see and that's where and that's where like I you no, know gambling gambling is an addiction. Yes. Yeah. It's, yep, it's true. Yep, it is. And that's what I'm saying like as much as we can like hate SBF like he's really all of us. He's like he's us but if we had just more resources we you had, you know, a bigger pot that we could gamble with in a sense. And no, when I say us, I mean like right, all right. of the crypto traders, like everybody right. who's kind of in that kind of mindset, like, you know, he's playing a game while he's talking to like um, people in the news or whatever. Like that's, yeah, yeah. that's like our culture in a way. Yeah. The Zoomers, yeah, young millennials or whatnot, like that's us. But there's, there's some, there's like, there's just an additional moral like line that he crossed by using other people's money, which oh, yeah. to be fair, I've seen several other times in crypto for a lot less money, but you'll see like the founder of a small token project is like, look guys, I'm, I, you know, pulled all the liquidity and I'm going to two X this, you know, by next week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're, I don't you're know if you've ever seen that. that happen. It's happened a few times, you know, and and people are every time it happens, they're like, "What are you doing?" You know, like, yeah. um, but it's the same thing. It's it, the yeah. same thing at a smaller scale. Well, but, yeah, uh, but I mean, I've seen like well, how many posts have yeah. I seen no, on Twitter? No, no, no. Someone's like, "Oh, I like borrowed money from my parents during like, the ball, the crypto bull run yes. or something." No, it's you're like, right. Lost it all. It's you're like, right. You just, yeah. It's just. It's like. Yeah we just see that story play out again and again and again. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so really when Michael Lewis says like the problem was there was no bit that, um, you know, that business is m missing or something like, that's not the problem. The problem is he didn't focus on the business. Like he wasn't building a business. 
he yeah. was doing the yeah. gambling thing. And, and so like that's the problem. He was, he was looking at building the reputation and the brand of who SBF was. To be fair, he was doing that. He was a marketer for himself and for yep. SBX. But there was no business. It was all yeah. marketing, all marketing and gambling. He really cared about influence. But that's but a lot of crypto projects are like that. Like they're really more True. about creating kind of that infinite money machine rather than building the great, you know, the great smoke contract, building the great business. And so exactly. the more we can focus by doing and like that, by mm -hmm. by doing that, you are creating the infinite money machine. But what, you no, focus, you're not. You're you not. You need to focus it's, on create. You need to focus creating. You need to focus on creating the project for what the project can do. And yeah, then exactly. it's by working on the project and by putting in a lot of hard work and investing your time into it, that's where eventually things pay out. And you're going to fail a lot before anything succeeds, honestly. And that's just anybody starting a business anywhere. And it's not yeah. that I'm saying that every business is that, you know, you go out and create is going to be an infinite money machine. But you eventually you're going to find something that might work the more you try that essentially like is what entrepreneurship is in essence. Yeah. Now again, to, to draw the distinction, right. There's, there's building hype to get people invested in you yeah. and then, then um, whatever, just like not using that investment or building something that people would actually want to buy and use and all that. Um, but I, yeah. I do like Connor's point that really um, this is like SBF. The FTX story is a, I don't want to say microcosm because it is a big thing, but it is, it's, 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 you're right. It's representative of the entire web three space. Yeah. Like that is the whole space, you know? And that, it, again, the whole reason we're on this podcast, this is why we need Christianity. We need the um, Christian discussion. We need the moral discussion so that people don't, gamble other people's money yeah. and, yep. uh, and not even just throw it all away on the chasing the next you know 2x the next yeah, 10x. couldn't have said it better yeah and not even just the crypto space it's okay. like really indicative of like what yeah. we've built like as a society overall with like capitalism and everything yeah it's a capitalism. and not like i'm the yep. biggest anti-capitalist by any means like i'm i'm definitely i would describe myself as a capitalist but uh there's there's limits there. I was watching somebody on Matt Frad's podcast, a clip somebody shared with me, but just talking about how like cigarettes are indicative of capitalism in a sense. Like this is this is a product that was born uh, through capitalism through marketing, and it's cigarette it's is like the yeah. highest tobacco Win product. Winston, also Winston the most Salem. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. Well, I think we ended this on a on a pretty good note here. Um, of course more conversations to be had surrounding this as we continue to dive more into it. I'll have to send you the story about the the bank behind FTX in Washington. That's kind of an interesting one too, if we you ever want to dive down that. Um, we, I don't know if anybody's streaming, if there's any like videos of the trial itself. I think that'd also be fun to live react. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. C-SPAN, if you're doing, uh, we'll have to look and see. If yeah, there's well, any other like stories around. in the future, but this is a fun one to follow, fun one to react to. I figured, yeah. you know, it'd be a little, little nostalgia for all of us for that awful summer, um, especially going into the crypto or the Catholic crypto conference. I remember. Yeah, um, I was the, talking to someone else about so, that. We're coming up on a year yeah. for the uh, for the conference, and then also a year for uh, FTX going under. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, everybody, uh, we hope you enjoyed this. We'll we'll see you on the next episode. Please like, comment, review, subscribe on the YouTube or wherever podcasts are found. Uh, YouTube, please don't ban us for anything on this video. And uh, we hope you all enjoy it. Peace.